Monday. It doesn't have to be home drum, and it never is if you're in the Weather Jazz family. Hi, this is Dante Jones from Fox 8. It's Meteorological Monday. Always prepared, sunny side up. Here's Andre. 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 Welcome to Weather Jazz, a world audience podcast about anything and everything. Weather, science, earth science, and periodically a whole lot more, too. I am your host and the creator of the Weather Jazz podcast, Andre Bernier, and I'm the senior meteorologist on staff with WJW Television in Cleveland, Ohio. This is episode number 541. And today is Monday, the first Monday in the month of July, July 3rd. Of course, tomorrow is the 4th of July. I have a special announcement about that coming up in just a little bit. It's the year 2023, and it feels like summer, finally. Today's episode brought to you by Rise and Dine in Chesterland. Now, they're normally closed on Tuesdays. And that is fortuitous in this case because tomorrow is the 4th of July. So they would be closed on the 4th of July anyway. And so this year it coincides just perfectly. My son and I were just there enjoying breakfast together here on this Monday. It's their Friday. They're open Wednesday through Monday, 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. with a wide variety of things on the menu. Now, what did I have this morning? Something unusual. I normally don't order French toast, but I ordered a big stack of French toast. And my son typically doesn't want his eggs in his breakfast, so I take his eggs. It was a perfect breakfast for me. I came home with a little something. And so tomorrow morning for July 4th breakfast, I'll have a revisitation of my French toast. I always bring my own maple syrup because it is from Vermont. And in my humble opinion, there is no better maple syrup than Vermont maple syrup. My son and I were talking a little bit about that too. And it might have to do with the fact that my four years in college in Vermont were truly joyful years. And we were surrounded by Vermont maple syrup. And there is a distinct flavor of Vermont maple syrup. Now, my son, Noah, said that his best friend from Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia, Daniel, who is from Canada, would disagree with me, as my mother would disagree with me, too, because my mom liked Canada maple syrup. And the big maple syrup producers in Canada were Quebec and Ontario. And indeed, it's very good. You know, maple syrup is maple syrup. But there are some distinct differences in flavor in the maple syrup, probably having to do with the soil composition along with localized climate, that kind of thing that kind of gives the maple syrup a little extra character. And you can really taste those. If you're a a maple syrup connoisseur, you can really taste those little, little differences. All that to say that if I had my choice between Maple syrup, regardless of where it's coming from, Ohio, New York State, Vermont, New Hampshire, or Canada, or Maine, for that matter, and some regular corn syrup, oh yes, you can bet that I would pick the 
maple syrup every single time. But if I had my choice, again, it's a matter of personal taste and flavor. Every time I bite into something that has Vermont maple syrup on it, it just takes me back to Vermont. My days in Vermont, very joyful times. So for me, it's one of those memory-induced pleasantries of life. Oh, did I mention that Rise and Dine is located in downtown Chesterland? Boy, did I digress there. They are located in the southeast corner of Routes 306 and 322 intersection, and they are in the southeast corner in the plaza just below the standalone CVS. Okay, well, it's Meteorological Monday, and here we go, just before the 4th of July. Before I start getting into today's content, let me tell you about a special that I am planning right here on Weather Jazz for the 4th of July. Normally, I don't release episodes on Tuesday unless there's something really crazy going on weather-wise that needs to be covered. However, tomorrow I will be releasing a special 4th of July program on Weather Jazz. It will hopefully leave you feeling proud that you're an American and feeling very patriotic, maybe even enough to make sure that that flag is flying proudly in front of your home or in front of your driveway. So hopefully you'll join me tomorrow right here on Weather Jazz for a very special program that I have planned. I ran into uh, a program recently on something I enjoy watching and was really, really blessed by a new song that came out by someone that you might be familiar with, but I'm going to reserve all the details for tomorrow's program. Well, one of the characteristics of this particular early summer and even late spring, for that matter, here in the Ohio Valley, along with much of the country, especially east of the Rockies, is the fact that our dew points have been very, very low. In fact, Scott Sable, our morning meteorologist at WJW Television, who does a lot of research, found that it was one of the driest late springs and early summers that we've had in decades with the average dew points that were pretty low. Up until July 1st, we had yet to see the dew point reach 70. And really up until maybe about a week ago, we only had three or four hours. Now let that sink in for just a little bit. Only three or four hours up until about a week ago that we had a dew point of 65 and higher. All of the dew points have been pretty low It's been a very, very comfortable summer in terms of the amount of moisture in the air and what I like to call the sweat factor. Well, finally, on July 1st, Saturday at 11 a.m., Hopkins Airport hit a dew point of 70. It was a very sultry day and really the beginning of an unsettled period which would take us into this day on Monday We had increasing instability going into the weekend. So Saturday, unstable, periods of showers, local thunderstorms. On Sunday, we had showers and thunderstorms bubbling up. We even had a tornado warning issued for Tuscarawas County for a little while on Sunday evening at around 6 o'clock or so. 
And it was all as a result of the amount of moisture beginning to kick into high gear. Now, the dew point didn't stay at 70 for very long. Uh, It did eventually creep back up into the low 70s, reaching a peak of 72 for the dew point. That would have been on Saturday evening at 6 p.m. And then again at 9 p.m. on Saturday evening, it looks like uh, we had another one at 11 p.m. as well. Once we got back into the early morning hours of Sunday, it pushed back into the 60s, stayed there. But once again, we had a couple of hours where the dew point hit 70 on Sunday. And that was at 4 and 5 p.m. during some pretty unstable air going into Sunday evening. So here we are on the Monday before the 4th of July. We did sneak back into the 60s again, mid-60s for most of the night. And uh, the current dew point as of this taping is 66, which is certainly moderately humid. Not quite oppressive. However, there's still plenty of room for that to occur. We have another day of instability to go before things, the atmosphere, begins to settle down. So as we head into this July 4th period, we're starting to see more summer-like air. When Noah and I were at Risendine today, the owner, Frank Arco, was... uh, coming over to the table to ask me for a little private weather information. Uh, You see, he has a car that he wants to detail without having the concern of showers and thunderstorms to bubble up overhead. And they have been doing exactly that. There's absolutely no way to predict where the showers and the thunderstorms will bubble up. As I like to tell people, it's a lot like taking a handful of confetti, throwing it in the air, and you generally know where the confetti is going to land as far as aerial coverage goes. However, what you don't know is where the individual pieces, the bubble-up showers and the thunderstorms, will end up. It's a bit of a random pattern within a predictable pattern where it will be unstable. But if you're looking for a more stable 4th of July, it looks like that is exactly what's going to happen for the Ohio Valley. Now, we've been stuck very, very close to what we call a vorticity maximum. And that is essentially a spinning area of atmosphere that lends itself to the air rising. When the air rises, that's one of the things in the summertime, one of the ingredients necessary in producing scattered mostly afternoon showers and thunderstorms. The sun really gets that process going. However, the good news is that the back edge is a definitive back edge. What I'll do for those of you interested is I will post the satellite photo that I am looking at right now to weatherjazz.com, episode number 541. And you'll see what I'm talking about, that little spinning area or Vortmax appears to be approaching Columbus, Ohio, But once you get just west of the Michigan, Lake Michigan line, down to not quite Valparaiso, Indiana, not quite South Bend, all the way down to Indianapolis, from there west, clear as a bell this morning. And that much more stable air will be moving to the east. Weather typically moves from west to east a couple hundred miles a day, generally, and that would put us in the much more stable air in the Ohio Valley, if that's where you live, 
or the 4th of July. So things will be improving on that note. Well, let's talk a little bit about rainfall because right now for the month of June or since June 1st, we've had roughly four and a quarter inches of rain, 4.28 officially at Hopkins Airport. The normal value is 4.08, which means that we have a very modest surplus. Remember, though, that we came across that 21-day period where we didn't see any rainfall. The ground desperately needed that moisture, and the moisture is making it into the ground quite readily because it is spread out over a period of days. So for the time being, a lot of the area creeks and rivers, etc., are behaving themselves. They're certainly running a little higher, but they are not overflowing their banks, nor is there any widespread area of flooding. Now, there are some localized pockets because some of these thunderstorms have been producing some locally heavy rains and depositing a couple of inches in a short period of time. Naturally, even the ground that needs moisture, you're going to get some standing water and some potential for some localized flooding. And there have been a few places where some flood warnings came up, some aerial flood warnings, but those were highly localized as we pushed into the weekend. So far, since January 1st, we have had 21.22 inches of rain total, and that's only one inch above normal. For the entire year. So we're finally doing okay in terms of rainfall. Everything looks lush and green. And we are not only catching up, but keeping up in terms of the amount of moisture that the ground needs in order to keep our local plants and gardens and that kind of thing happy. Once we start drying out, incidentally, on the 4th of July, most areas should stay rain-free and mostly sunny. We should stay that way for the most part until we get to sometime on Friday and then another round of showers and thunderstorms possible next Sunday. So the pacing is pretty decent. If you have this week off on vacation, you have selected very well. And so the atmosphere is going to cooperate for the most part so long as you don't mind a couple of showers and thunderstorms today, Monday, before the atmosphere becomes much more stable on the 4th of July itself. If you have 4th of July plans, backyard barbecues, maybe a local parade, a lot of parades on the 4th of July, it looks like it's going to be a grand day for virtually all of that. Well, before we wrap things up on this Meteorological Monday, let me go long-term on you. The very latest seasonal weather outlook, the three-month outlook issued by the National Weather Service for July, August, and September collectively, indicating we'll probably end up being a little above normal temperature-wise. So far, that hasn't been the case. But we forecasted that right here in Weather Jazz, that the summery period would have a slow start. We've yet to hit 90 But that will probably change in the back half of summer, in particular later July and also into August and early September. And the seasonal temperature outlook in this case seems to verify that. Additionally, for those of you looking for a precipitation forecast, I'll also include that in episode number 541 on weatherjazz.com. You can check out both maps 
indicating equal chances. In other words, probably ending up very close to normal for the period. We'll see how that works out. Now, when I concluded episode number 540, that would have been Open Line Friday, I was a bit hasty in concluding the program without mentioning those of you that help to cover production costs. I love to brag on you on Fridays. So my sincere apologies for forgetting to do that. I'm going to do that right now on this Meteorological Monday, as well as this coming Friday as well, because you're special. You encourage me along the way. And I have also updated the list on weatherjazz.com. Click on supporters. You'll see my brand new supporter, Erica and Larry Shaw from the state of Ohio. Thank you very much. Also in Ohio. Brian and Christine Barnes, Will and Tonya Krause and family. In Vermont, Victoria Singer and Kean Galunas. In Florida, Bill and Judy Martin. And of course, there's always room for more. We love to brag on the people that step alongside to make this program possible. All you have to do is go to weatherjazz.com, click on the supporter tab at the very top, And you'll not only see the list of people that step alongside to help, but also the process by which you too can add your name and your state. And by the way, if you become an elite member, make sure you drop me an email, weatherjazz at yahoo.com, and tell me where you're from. Because when you sign up for the process, it doesn't tell me what state you're from. I always love to make sure that I give kudos to the state from which you listen, because this is, in fact, a world audience podcast, literally, because we now have been listened to on every single continent on planet Earth. Yes, that includes Antarctica. For those that are unaware, that feat was done on Christmas Eve of 2022, just this past Christmas Eve. It was Ross Hayes. He's an employee of NASA And he was down on the Ross Ice Shelf, and he downloaded and listened to Weather Jazz when he was down on the Ross Ice Shelf in Antarctica on Christmas Eve. How cool is that? So when I say World Audience Podcast at the beginning of this program, I can literally mean it. Every single continent is now covered with at least one listen by someone. Well, remember, I have a special 4th of July release of Weather Jazz on Tuesday. In the meantime, if you have an extended weekend, which covers Monday, Tuesday, maybe even Wednesday, good for you. Looks like the weather will slowly improve. A little instability today. Let's get it out of the way because the 4th of July generally looks as sunny and warm. Still looking for the first 90, though. We'll see if we can get that done here in the next week or so. Have a great rest of your day. We'll catch you tomorrow right here on Weather Jazz. Weather and science across the globe.